0: Hello my beautiful friends, my name is Sadie Olivia and this is my podcast, Student of the Universe, where I talk about astrology and tarot and things that just interest me because of my birth chart today i have lisa on the podcast again i got so many messages from people who had listened to the last podcast and were like i love the dynamic you and lisa are so funny like it just works really well and so i thought i'm going to trap lisa into being my co-host whether she likes it or not (laughs) so here's the second episode in a row with lisa hi (laughs) (laughs) she's still working on the shyness yeah yeah (laughs) no i'm just kidding lisa's about to come out of her show you're gonna be like oh i see it like lisa is an astrology master she was just (laughs) hiding the secrets in the last episode lisa had some things that she wanted to talk about she actually is like the director of this episode because i just hit her up and i was like i want to do another episode with you like we just got such good feedback and so she comes over to my place, and she's like, I have this list. So <laughs> I felt like at that moment, I was no longer the director, I am simply the <laughs> producer, and this is Lisa's episode. So oh Lisa, what, what direction are you taking us oh in this no episode? God. The pressure is on, <laughs> truly, know. truly. You were a um, guest, now you're part of the production. Yeah.
1: Let's start off with our
0: favorite sister sign pairings, let's just kick it off like that. It's so funny. So my friend Jenny was texting me and she said, "Oh, my favorite signs are Aquarius, Leo, Cancer and Capricorn." And I was like, "That is so interesting, like two pairs of sister signs." Mm but I cannot see the Cancer and Capricorn appeal no No offense like
1: like, yeah truly no offense
0: (laughs) before we get into this like I genuinely have no hate or judgment for any sign I think the way that society is set up right now is beneficial for the attributes of sun signs and it's detrimental to the attributes of other signs Mm. so when placing judgment on these signs I'm coming from the point of view of like how well it fits into the social and professional expectations of people who live in this current time period I know that's a whole mouthful for me to be like I'm about to be a dick and you just have to deal (laughs) with it but that's really how I feel so anyways I just thought it was so interesting that Jenny had these like two sets of sister signs especially since sister signs are such opposite energies like Mm -hmm. how do you like pairs of them you know I feel like I have my favorite within the sister signs like it's this or that one but like in terms of like having both of them collecting sister signs like oh I love this duality you've got going on here that's not really me but I you already know my answer like it's the Pisces Virgo I mean we're literally sitting here with I have a Pisces Mercury you have a Virgo Mercury and Mm -hmm. it works really well because I think both signs are really delusional but about such opposite things Mm -hmm but when you're able to be delusional together, like, it's a good time, it's really spiritual. Okay, as someone who is an Aquarius sun, and someone who, by the way, has a lot of best friends with Leo placements, I got Leo suns, Leo venuses, like, Leo mercuries, I love that sign, but there is something about both of these signs that is, like, not main character energy, but, like, I wanna be the main character so bad. Yes, yes. And, I mean, I definitely consider myself the main character, in a way where, like, I've considered myself a main character with well-written supporting characters. Mm. Like, I don't want to leave them in the dust, (laughs) but I still definitely see myself as the main character. Yeah. But, like, I think coming from an Aquarius point of view, you know that everyone else is also the main character. I think with Leo, they're, like, literally, I am the main character, like... I, I hear Leo placements, like, they're the ones who walk around and be pointing at, like, strangers and be like, that's an NPC. I'm like, yeah. I don't know that I would <laughs> say that. I don't think I have enough, like, context to call that person an NPC, but, like, Leos are not afraid of that. So that dynamic can be a little irritating to me as an Aquarius.
1: I do really admire the dynamic, though, because al- although they are centered almost, like, around their perceptions of people and people people's perceptions of them... I don't know. I think it's something I admire. Maybe it's because I don't have it in myself. And what I was going to say about my favorite sister sign pairings and maybe, like, least favorite signs, I guess, is just where it's most complicated in my chart. Mm -hmm. Like, Capricorn and Cancer is not my favorite because it's my third and ninth house, and I have a lot of, like, issues. And they're empty. But, like, I have a lot of issues with, like, those, kind like, uh, themes that surround the third house and the ninth house. So, because it's Capricorn and Cancer, I'm not, re- I don't really, I'm not really, like, fond of the Cancer-Capricorn energy.
0: Capricorn is my third house. No, it's my third house. Oh, shit. Can- Cancer is, the, is my mine third. Mine is the 4th the opposite. Capricorn is the oh. fourth. And Cancer is, what's the opposite?
1: Cancer is my third. And Capricorn is my ninth. And so if yours is in the fourth, dude, your tenth
0: is in dude, cancer. I have Capricorn in fourth, the mommy house. Oh my god. And I have cancer in the tenth, the daddy house. Oh my god. No wonder oh my, my gender is so oh fucked god. up. I've been non binary <laughs> since I came out the womb. What house is your moon in again? Dude, don't embarrass me like this. <laughs> like It's in sixth, right? It's in six, I think me. so. I just want to make sure, though, be- before, <laughs> like, because I did a podcast episode where I'm going, like, I'm a Virgo rising, and this is what my year is going to look like. Um, Congratulations to all the Virgo risings who got to listen to that, but yeah, I, d- and- I just feel like I wasted my whole, like, <laughs> I haven't even written my own horoscope. No, it okay, so it is in the sixth house, okay. for sure. Wait, why did you ask that?
1: When you said something about coming out of the womb, my brain was like, moon sign, yeah. because whatever wherever your moon sign was, like, the house I was in, it's, like, whatever your mom was going through before your birth or whatever mm-hmm. and so mine being in the 12th house like my mom was like she dropped out of school started losing her friends like and then boom came around and uh, like changed her life it's like that transformational is, you know yeah, it's, that's like, so
0: interesting because when I was born, like, my mom's life changed very dramatically in Mm sixth house ways. Like, she really got the routine together. Like, I'm her firstborn, so she was, like, oh, I'm a mom now, and she took this sixth house, and she, like, really made the life that she wanted for us. Yeah.
1: You know. My mom's not super, I don't know if she mastered the sixth house aspect of the 12th house, like, giving birth to me in the 12th house, but, like, So her routines weren't always, like, I think if she had worked on the routines, there would have been, like, a much better balance there, but because there wasn't, it was just more of a transformational thing, and then, like...
0: It's kind of interesting to think, like, what if one parent has a benefit from the house that your moon is in and the other parent doesn't, Mm. because, like, my dad, he did not develop the habits that my mom did, and she kind of moved on without him, and so it's, like... You know, that's a really interesting take.
1: They I also sh- say wherever Saturn is is where you, what your dad was doing before you were born. Oh. And mine's is also in the twelfth house. Mine's <laughs> in the seventh
0: house. That hoe was in love with my mom and then he dipped.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Both my parents dropped out of school, uh, moved in together, started planning like a future, thought about getting married, etc. But you know, life happens.
0: But yeah, very, very transformational for them both. Dude, it's so interesting. I think I- I told you about this the other day, but the glitch in the Matrix where, like, three of my best friends have brothers named Chris. Yep, yeah. I'm like, were you even trying when you wrote the plot of my story? Like, you are, just duplicated the name. Are we also all oldest siblings? No. Okay. No, Cassie's the youngest. Really? Her, yeah, Chris is her older brother. Okay. But maybe not, like- They had- to,
1: they couldn't make it too obvious that- that it was copy and pasted, yeah. like, um, dynamics, so they were like, rules reversed on this yeah. one. Yeah.
0: But very also, fairly. even if you were, like, physically born later, that doesn't mm-hmm. always make you the youngest sibling. Like, sometimes you're still the oldest sibling. That's very true, and I,
1: I think that applies to us. I always felt like you were older, like we've said. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I mean, n- no offense to my brothers, but I've always <laughs> felt like the oldest physically and emotionally. I think it's really funny that the, our two favorite sister signs are ones that we both experience together. Like, yeah. I said our Mercury's, that's tropical, but mm-hmm. then you go sidereal, and you have... A Leo son and I still have an Aquarius son. Yeah. So we basically were like, I, we're just so obsessed with ourselves, like yes. our dynamic. Um, but I do think that's because, like, I don't know, maybe like sister signs bring in your soulmates, but also just like I don't know, there's something there about that. I've always found that there are. Th- there's that dynamic of sister signs with people who you are a soulmate with
1: i 100 percent believe that i my partner now laura is a pisces sun mm-hmm. and i'm a virgo sun but sidereal,ly i'm also a leo sun and she's an aquarius sun so like that yeah. really also our venuses uh tropically are a libra venus and pisces venus but in sidereal i have a virgo venus and she still has a pisces venus so i thought that was
0: cute no wonder you guys
1: are stuck like glue (laughs)
0: obsessed yeah (laughs) so do you believe in soulmates and twin flames because my opinion has changed so dramatically over my course of my life but also specifically after meeting those people i think in the last few years it's changed as well
1: um but also, I've always believed that you could have as many soulmates as you wanted. And I th- I think I'm always going to believe that because there's people I meet that are just too close to home that you're just like, I know you're in another life. It's that feeling. It's like, and I know that there's, there can be confusion with like karmic, I suppose, but everybody's karmic. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm back on this plane to experience karma, I think. Like yeah. all my past lives catching up to me. Everything I've learned in this life is catching up to me. Like I don't know, so, but twin flames, I don't, I don't think that there's just, like, one person that I was cut from the same, like, exact cloth, and that my only purpose and destiny is to reunite with them to be whole, like, you know, I should be whole, you know, without this, like, it's a trap, I think, I, yeah, and, like, It's also just a lot of pressure on, like, this one other person because the uh, Twin Flames timeline that I've, like, read a couple times is, like, you're supposed to go through, like ups and downs and battles and you know and then you guys are gonna go on like this like really long break for years and then you're gonna get married and it's like yeah like
0: I always thought that was so weird like are you really going on that long break because that's a part of the process of the twin flames or are you like constantly telling this person like you're my twin flame okay we're meant to be together and they're like I gotta go because you're acting like way too crazy right now
1: yeah I think um, social media kind of took twin flames and ran with it and everybody's like I need to find this other half or I won't be complete and that's just like it just sounds really exhausting
0: yeah to me you know what's really ironic mm. there's only one person in my life I've seriously considered that could be my twin flame and it wasn't a romantic connection like it was mm. completely platonic interesting yeah also I don't go- <laughs> I just, like, when I try to, like, get really excited over a thought, it just, all the words, (laughs) every word comes out at the same time, and it's just, like, but anyways, it's just so weird, because, like, when I was younger, I believed in soulmates, and, like, I didn't know the word twin flame yet, but I believed that there was one person Mm. meant for you, Mm. and that I just had to find them, and I didn't realize how toxic that perception was, Mm. especially because at the time... I was really conflicted about, like, my parents' divorce and what that meant about love. So then on top of that, to be like, but I believe that there's one person out there for you, Yeah. Uh, that really fucked with my mind. I don't really know how I developed that idea, but I needed it to be true. Mm. And so I manifested it for as long as I could. I think the first time I was kind of punched in the face was when an ex-girlfriend... Told me her perception of love, mm-hmm. which was that she thought you can just make it work with anyone. Oh. I thought that was the most unromantic thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Pisces Venus. Yeah. And also if you're listening, my little Pisces ex-girlfriend, thank you so much for that slap in the face. Like <laughs> seriously, big shout out to you. Um, I really needed that and I really appreciate it so much to this day. But she said, you know, maybe you just work it out with someone, and I'm sitting there like, no, it'll be literally perfect the day I meet that person person. Yeah. So that always stayed with me. And now that is truly what I believe is that you just pick someone and you make it work with them. I mean, why would there be like, I don't know, did, like you said, there's so much pressure on yeah. being that one person as someone. And what if you are what you needed to be to that person? And that experience is as strong as being, Like, why would it last forever every time? Why would that connection operate in that way? Yeah. If we all need to learn different things, it'll show up differently every time.
1: I think that's where, just more in the recent years as I'm, like, having adult relationships and trying to maneuver, you know, just being an adult, I I suppose, in love, I think the one is something that I am reworking, and the one still applies to my life. There is a the one but it's the one who's right for this time the one who's right for that time the Mm -hmm. one who taught me this the one you know like there is a just one person who could
0: fulfill that part but it's only you know it's not forever it's not you know like and when it is forever like if that is a point in our lives because who knows but like that's something that I still want but it's almost more romantic to know how hard it will be to maintain that and work on that
1: forever is scary honestly it makes me so so nervous like marriage is not something that I've ever even really imagined but it's something that I feel like I talk about it's so normal like I I think I still plan for it but I I've never actually like felt like I'm gonna be a person to be married yeah I feel like there's way too much to experience in life and I just like I don't know I just
0: want to do it yeah I really battle with the whole like am I doing all the things that I'm doing each day for me Mm. versus the fact that when I am single, I can go long periods of time taking a break from my growth. You know what I mean? I can like fall into habits that approve the perception I have in that moment and don't push me to new levels. But in the last two years of being in the most serious relationship of my life, I've had not one break. And that sounds like a bad thing, but it really isn't. Like, I'm so grateful for that, but that is also sometimes why I do pull away from that level of intimacy, because it's Mm. like, oh, shit, you're really going to push me where I want to go in life. Yeah. Am I ready for you to, like, push me in this direction that I want to go? That's terrifying to me, because I truly believe in myself, and I know I'm going places, but... I'm so slow about it, which is yeah. ironic because I'm dating a freaking, like, Taurus. Like, <laughs> Stelium, her whole literally. chart is Taurus. And she's like, you know, you could pick it up a little bit. I'm like, what ah! the hell? <laughs> not to mention, we're in different houses. Yeah. So, like, if you try to push what the themes of your annual perfection year is onto a person who's not going through that, yeah, you're going to make them uncomfortable and confused. Yeah. Because right now Katie's going through her first house year. She's about to finish it and move into her second house year. I just started my twelfth house, so don't ask me to show up (laughs) to the financial needs of when she turns twenty-five. Like I'm trying my best, but I'm in the twelfth house, like I'm shaking and crying in the closet right now. (laughs) Like I'm not gonna be able to just like pick it up like that. But I also hope that she manifests that for herself.
1: When I was going through the transition between sidereal and tropical i stopped paying attention to everybody's chart like i couldn't it kind of erased a
0: lot of things from my brain like now i try to think of people's tropical charts and i get like half the sidereal half the tropical they're like you don't even know my birth chart but you've been reading it for years Mm -hmm. i think one thing that's really interesting about us is that our mars sign is the same in both tropical and sidereal and get this they are the two biggest ho signs. <laughs> and I mean this in the most polite way, like all due respect. It's just that my Pisces Venus is having trouble, but we have Scorpio Mars tropically and then Libra Mars sidereally. So despite our perception of romance and soulmates and twin flames there's also that like i think desire for someone we don't connect with that well Mm. you know what i mean Mm. someone different
1: than us to like see if we can balance them out or something or see what they bring to the table to kind of like
0: i don't know i like somebody who challenges me i have so many soulmates in my life But most of them are close friends, like, Mm -hmm. and even with my girlfriend, I feel like she is one of my close friends, you know? So it kind of does feel like all of them are just, like, my best friends. Yeah. So it's just really interesting because I was so focused on this idea of one romantic partner And I'm so grateful that it ended up being a bunch of Platonic people. And having my son in Aquarius and my Venus in Pisces and this feeling towards my friends, it makes total sense that I want to make art about them. And I do make art about my friends, like, more than anything else. Or I make art of, like, me after hanging out with them or, like, a self-portrait of the way that they make me feel. but. It's all about my friendships. And so that to me has been a very, very beautiful way of learning about soulmates is for it to be platonic because honestly, the physical intimacy, I do think it's really complicated to navigate that Mm -hmm. when you're trying to create a platonic like deepness. There's just different levels of intimacy emotionally. And I think... The place I get to with my friends is so special because I do know we've been together in so many past lives
1: Yeah, I think I like to think about soulmates as being my best friends they're the people that I want in my life that are almost non-negotiable you know like those are people that make me feel the most me and home and I think like that's just so special like and I, mine show up in like my family as well like my brother and my friends I think my mom too. I'm I'm also still kind of learning about the karmic thing. Like I'm still in my in between what I believe, like where my stance is, I guess, of on karmic relations. Because I think my mom is karmic, (laughs) but uh, at the same time, is also like one of my favorite people in the whole world.
0: I think if you can appreciate the growth you get from someone who challenges you, you can turn that into love pretty easy Mm. but if you are withdrawn and you try to avoid the lesson that they're teaching you it turns into resentment yeah i mean is that where the karma comes from do you think like oh yeah because like clearly the issues that involve that person if you do feel it's karmic was something you weren't able to solve in the past, you know? Mm. One thing I always battle with is the silent treatment. I'm just like, you've just shut me down. I'm a computer as an Aquarius. You turned me off. I am shut down for business. Mm. I have a feeling that in a past life, I wasn't able to say what I needed to say before my life was over to some people because of that. And so Mm. now that's a haunting thought that has no context in my current life. But... I need to, like, I don't want to shut down on people because there is this feeling, maybe I'm just in my 12th house, but I have this feeling like I need to say what I say as soon as I feel it. And your moon is an Aries moon, so I feel like that's something too. That's true. And you, oh my God, you know what is so interesting? I've been thinking about this recently. This can get, this might get a little controversial. I think we can manifest our birth charts. And I have two examples. Number one, when I was a Virgo rising, or so I thought tropically, mm. I remember thinking to myself, if I could pick a rising sign, I would pick Libra rising. Yeah. I always said that. Like, I yeah. told you that. I told everybody I talked mm-hmm. to astrology about, like, <laughs> I want to be a Libra rising. They're pretty. They're cute. Like, I love that. airy 7th house, like, that's me as hell. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I know, I am a Libra rising. So even though I was in disbelief, like, should I just study the wrong chart? I'm also like, but that's what I wanted and I got it. So that was really interesting. I 100% agree with that. The second thing is that with my moon, I can focus on either my tropical moon or my sidereal moon, Mm. and that consumes the way I have emotions. So it's almost like I can pick how am I going to respond to this in like an Aries moon way or a Pisces moon way, but I definitely have my phases. And I did not like when I thought I was only an Aries moon all the time, I did not like that. I felt like that was a little aggressive. Mm. But when I started looking at my sidereal chart and Mm. experiencing that Pisces moon, no offense to her, (laughs) she made me very grateful for the Aries moon. Mm.
1: I very much agree with that, and I think that's where I'm, I think that was my biggest crossroads between learning sidereal and, like, trying to embrace my sidereal chart. But after we talked last and you were like, what are you scared of, a Leo? Aries, Aries, because she's (laughs) a bad bitch? I was like, Facts, actually. Yeah. I, why am I scared of being a bad bitch? You know, like You're
0: not ready to fill those shoes yet. I don't think
1: so, but I I do think that when I choose to embrace like an Aries rising over a Taurus rising, or vice versa, if I am in a professional work setting and I, you know, put my Virgo sun over my Leo sun, and you know, don't make it all about me, but like contribute and really like, you know, do my Virgo things. It's a zero degree Virgo as well, so. I think it, I think I've really, I'm learning that lesson, but I haven't gotten to the point of, like, fully embracing sidereal yet. So I'm embracing one sign at a
0: time in the charts. So you're just really, like, torn between the two opposing sides of Absolutely.
1: yourself. And that's, like, why I love the sister signs, but yeah. I'm also in a huge conflict because I'm like, well, on this day I could try this one, or on this day I can try this one, but, like, with also being tropically earthy, I feel like I have to be consistent. I have to always Mm. be this Taurus rising or always Taurus moon or always bring comfort or always be a perfect, you know, I put quotes by the way, um, (laughs) but a zero degrees Virgo sun like wants to be perfect and like, but while making it look very easy, that's the Taurus. And so it's like when I don't do that, if I'm not trying to be comfortable or make people comfortable, like is when I start feeling uncomfortable, but it's like, I should just be a Leo sun. I should just like I don't care what I wear. I shouldn't care what I you know put on my face. Like I love makeup, but like going outside, I get so nervous if I am wearing too much or if I am dressing not for the occasion. You know, like I think way too much about how I'm being perceived when I'm embracing a Leo sun at work. It's very different than being a Virgo sun at work. Yeah, I will say that. Like, my I, my makeup's been on point like huh? these, these last few weeks and customers tell me my coworkers are telling me my bosses love it even mm-hmm. though it's like not professional and i work in a professional setting like i'm supposed to be fine dining or whatever quote mm-hmm. unquote again yeah i think it's very different but i'm i'm still in a crossroads with like when to embrace it how to
0: embrace it i'm working on my inner critic she's a bitch So it's like I kind of like it because it's like you don't have unlimited options and how you get to present yourself. But Mm. you do get a few. Yeah. Like I remember going from thinking I was a Virgo rising to becoming a Libra rising. I was like, I'm a messy bitch now. I was very studious before. Mm. But now (laughs) I'm not studious. I just do what I want when I want to do it. Yeah to my detriment and to my advantage. I've been seeing these TikToks, like, it's been... Topic that has been coming up on my For You page feels really personal because it comes up so much and it's giving me mixed signals. But essentially, I've been seeing people post about how you should make an alter ego and then act as that alter ego when you go out into life. I've been seeing so many of these, like, people are like, create your alter ego, like, draw them, dress them up, like, name them, write their whole backstory, like, become this person. And I felt like it was interesting to me because I am, like, writing a book right now. So I was like, okay, maybe I can do a little bit of an alter ego in there instead of, like, fact for fact who I am as a person. I was, like, going on into life like that. Like, that's a little intense for me, Mm. like, acting so much. And then I'll scroll a little bit more and see the next one's, like, you got to be true to yourself. There's one (laughs) true self in there, and you can't go out there acting like somebody else just for confidence. And I'm like, what do you want me to do here? Like, am I acting or not? And I think that there's a little bit of both, right? Because you have to be who you are at your core to make the decisions that are aligned with your purpose, but you also have to be someone you've never met yet so that you're willing to step out and try those things in the first place. Wow. I've never heard about it like that, like being somebody you've never met yet. Yeah. I mean, that's way better to think like, oh, do I know everything about myself? Have I met myself truly? Do I even know myself? It's like... You're never going to because you still haven't met your future self, you know? Mm. That's so much more reassuring to me than to think I forgot pieces in the past about who I was. Like, I have all the ones that I need, clearly. Otherwise, I would remember more of the other ones, you know? I love
1: talking to you because I feel like you give me, like, revolutionary things to think about that, like, really change my life, almost. Like, without even... without I don't know if I make them a big deal or don't make them a big deal, but, like... That's pretty huge, I think, because I do think way too much about my missing pieces of my past. And like, I've never thought of myself as being like complete now because I also don't know that person in the future. So how could I be complete, you know? Wow.
0: I saw another TikTok, and I really hope my podcast is not like, I saw this talk, talk TikTok and this <laughs> this talk, TikTok, talk, and then this is what I thought about. But I saw this one that's like, you can be exactly who you are right now in this moment for the rest of your life, and that is a lovable person. You can love them the whole time if you never grow or change any more than where you already are. And I thought about it, and I was like, hell yeah, because I could love past versions of myself for the rest of my life, let alone the version I am right now. And that made me think about, like, all the ways that I've grown, and then I had this moment where I realized, like, one of the things that has changed so dramatically for me, and has brought me so much peace, is that I don't take things personally anymore. How? Oh How do I not? D- dude, like, everyone, <laughs> everyone is going through their own thing. Right. And they're scared of their own things, and it's sad to think we'll never understand the whole big picture inside everyone else's mind, because I just want to, like be in everybody's body each day and like see how they see the world Mm -hmm. but i can't do that and i think i'm kind of grateful for it because you just get to be at peace being present in the moment when you you don't need to force yourself to try to analyze why someone did that or what they're like you know that's their job we have a responsibility to form the perception within our own mind not to judge or care for the perception of other people i think maybe it helps me when i watch other people take things personally and i see how much pain it brings them to think that the whole world is conspiring against them, it's really not that personal. And the other thing I think about is how many people don't know I exist, you know? Like, Mm. we are such a small fraction of other people's thoughts. Even people, like, who we hang around for hours, you know? Like, as soon as you and I go separate ways after making this, like, we'll probably have a couple of extra thoughts, like, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that. But overall, we'll be back to where we were in that moment, you know? Mm. And I think we just have this, like idea that everyone is sitting on the same thoughts about us and they know what those fears we have about who we are are you know but they don't know that they don't know that we're scared of being bad people so when they criticize us for something we feel worse and that's not their goal i just like i guess my
1: processing takes so long that like somebody does something really wrong i guess and i and i'm immediately like why would they do such a thing you know and I start thinking about their upbringing their culture their traditions like what was their childhood like like I start thinking I analyze way too much about why they did that and then I'm I and like obviously I have no idea like and I'll just come to my own conclusion I think that makes me feel better but it's not like make me feel better. Like, I'm just kind of like, I, I basically just came up with, like, my own excuse to give them for their behavior. Yeah. Instead
0: of just not taking it personally. Because you need to be, ju- you want it to be justified, and there will right. never be a justification. Having Virgo just placements so, is uh, an illness. That's just, yeah, I, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I'm in constant pain. No, listen, dude, I do not let <laughs> myself think about something after it's over. Like, I'll give you an example. I said something to a coworker that I wish I had not said. That's about as willing as I am to speak about the issue. I was really worried that they would take it personally and then they would have a personal resentment against me for what I said. Even mm. though in my mind like it's just a joke, like it's just a passing thing that I've talked about with another coworker but not that one and I just brought it up like it's nothing. So I'm overthinking this and I'm sitting here like getting ready to go on vacation, overthinking this interaction, and I just go, whoa, 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 slow down, buddy, slow down. (laughs) Like, it's over. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do about their perception of the interaction. There's nothing I can do about what I said or what happened. And the worst part of all, I knew they weren't thinking about it. (laughs) Because they're not. If you sit there and you just have silence for, like, one minute, like, you don't, I'm not saying meditate, but just, like, breathe and like clear your mind, you will realize they are not thinking about that. Dude, we could live anywhere in our mind. We could literally create any reality and we choose to stay in a repetitive cycle of our least favorite moments in our life so far. (laughs) That is bullshit. I, I don't, I'm sure you, have you seen the video of Scott
1: Disick, um, talking to, uh, one of the Kardashians and her boyfriend, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, like, come to the gym every day at 5 30 in the morning, and he's like, oh, my god, like, what time do you wake up then to go to the gym? And they're like, oh, 4 like, and then he's like, oh, my god, so what time do you guys go to bed? And then he's like, they're like, oh, um, probably around, like, 9 p.m., and he goes, I guess there's, like, no lonely nights when you go to bed at 9 p.m., and, They're like, why do you stay up so late? And he's just, like, thinking about everything that's ever gone wrong in my life. And I've never related to to something more, like... No, I'm the person (laughs) who's asleep by 9
0: p.m., for sure.
1: (laughs) I'm the person who thinks about everything that's wrong until I fall asleep. This
0: is the dynamic in, like, when we're going to bed at night... I, I'm like, it's 8pm, I'm like, I have approximately 8 hours until I have to wake up in the morning, and I need at least 8 hours, Mm -hmm. because I'm a big baby. So then I'll lay my head on the pillow and zonk, I'm out. Like, the moment I have chosen it's time to sleep, I go to sleep, and Katie's told me so many times she will sit there restlessly, like, while I'm just, like, snoring, like, zonked out, like, in another world. But that's because... I mean, there was a point in my life where I used to spend that time before bed thinking about all my interactions with everybody, everything that happened. I would rather my head be empty, Mm. and it is. I have really good days when it's empty, but those are very, very rare. I think it's because, like, I reached a point, like, a climax of my personal anger from taking things too personally. Mm. I saw the way that it impacted my health, my mental health, like, the way that I was interacting with other people the way that I felt about life was just so clouded by this anger that I had by taking everything so personally. Is that me right now? Like, in my dark night of the soul, is that me right now? I mean, it could be. I don't know what you're taking personally, but, like... No one is here to attack another person. Like, when we go throughout the day, we have no intention of attacking another person or, like, making someone's life hard. We have no idea how many times we've said something someone else took personally, they took that home with them, you know?
1: Like, even just on the way here, though, like, the train being 20 minutes away felt like a personal attack. Like, I just got here. How could you have just left... When I needed to be on that train, and how come the next one is so far away that I have
0: to wait and, like, spend more of my time in this building? Like, I mean, clearly, it's a lesson of patience. They're like, can you just take a moment (laughs) to be alone? Like, when's the last time you've been alone, but in public? You know what I mean? Like, when I was in Florida, Wyatt and I were stranded at a hotel, because my mom was like, I'm out of here. You guys are taking a shuttle to the airport tomorrow. (laughs) So we were stranded at this hotel waiting for our flight the next day. And I'm like, dude, I want to do something. And I looked up a store that I wanted to go to. And it was, like, an eight-minute drive away. But a two-hour walk. I was like, how How does that even work? (laughs) I just, like, it was so weird to think. Like, the whole time I'm on this walk, I'm thinking, man, this just would have been eight minutes if I had a car right now. But, like, I saw horses on the way there. Like, I saw, like, signs, like, from, like, notes that were in the grass. Like, I just saw so many things. And I was like, I could have gotten there so much faster. And I was going to buy vape. So, like... Speed to my addiction, get the addiction, speed back home, never have one thought in my mind like that's like at peace and in that moment. And yeah. I felt really grateful for that walk. Not taking things personally has been like really beneficial to my life. And I remember when I used to take everything personally and that was really painful. And I'm really grateful to be out of there. One of my coworkers, shout out to that guy, because he like recently was just telling me, like,
1: you know, I've mellowed out a lot in my 20s and like. I don't care about what people want to argue about. Like, our job can be stressful, but the way he handles it is just, like, so admirable. I, like, physically cannot get to that point of peace with dealing with other people. Like, if I choose this scenario, sure, because I feel, like, maybe more in control. Maybe I feel more at peace with that. But, like, being in a work environment where nobody's following the script I plotted in my brain is just, like, awful and... I don't know, I'm really trying to work on it, but I'm I'm not understanding like do I have to go through something so severe that like I mellow out like this guy or you know, can I not do that and then still mellow out? Like with tourist placements I feel like I'm already what seems to be mellowed out. But underneath sidereally is all fire and no earth. So I'm like literally like a volcano, honestly. And that's yeah. how I felt at the train station was i was like any minute i just wanted to scream in the just for no no reason just to scream to like have that not be in my body anymore but it just like that's not something that's socially acceptable you know you can't just start screaming in public in the train station for no reason you know
0: it seems like you're taking things really seriously yeah and i had been taking things really seriously since i moved out because i was like oh shit like i'm an adult i'm on my own now I have to figure out how to improve the quality of my life at every moment. Like, figure out and do it on my own. Then I realized it's just not that serious. Well, it's not supposed to be is what they say, you know? Like, everybody
1: says to just enjoy life. It's short, you know? Be grateful. You know, don't take life seriously. Don't take things personally. Like, everyone says that these are the key things to being happy, but, like, nobody's telling me how to do that. Yeah. Like, how to forgive yourself. How do I physically, like... You know, when we were talking about I need forgiveness in more tangible ways, so how do I tangibly do that for myself, you know? Like, Dude. I do show up for myself <laughs> yeah. and do things for myself, like buy myself flowers, but that's not forgiving, you know? That's just self-care, self-love, like, those are things I'm practicing, but it's not actively forgiving anything, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, remember how in the last episode I said, like, I'll be like, oh, it's okay, baby, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally will rub my arm while I do that, like... It's not easy to show ourselves affection, but it is possible, and when we do that, it is really just as meaningful as when other people show us affection or show us kindness in that way, Mm. so sometimes I'll just, like, put both my hands on my sides and just be like, it's okay, it's fine. I mean, I'm learning more as an adult that my comfort doesn't usually come with
1: physicalness. I guess, like, I mean, all my friends and everybody knows I'm not really, like, hugging, I'm not, like, Somebody who cuddles like everybody else does, so... But there's a reason why
0: you feel that way. Like, we're not just born and we're like, um, no one touched me for the rest of my life. (laughs) Like, that's not the natural progression of a healthy baby. This might be a stretch, but one thing I think about is, like, how can I be for myself what I wish my mother's mother or my mother's mother's mother would have been for them, you know? Like... To be that ultimate, like, the parent that you wish that your parents had so they could be the parents you wish they were for yourself. Me, that always represents in, like, kind of, like, a grandmotherly energy. Like, I always have this visualization that I'm being cared for by, like, this older woman with big, frizzy hair and, like... But I do that, those things that she'd want me to do for myself. Like, she's not a tangible being, but she'll come up and tell me what I need to do and then I have to do them for myself. Mm. And so I feel like there's almost this separation where, like... Like I said before, like, there's the alter ego and then the true self. Which one do you adhere to? Which, like, when do you use which one? But I feel like there's also that you could have that, like, motherly aspect of yourself that's like, hey, here's what you need to do for yourself. Like, I really do think we can find that guidance within ourselves without, you know, going out and looking for an imperfect human to tell us how to do things. Mm -hmm. The motherly love we show for ourselves is so important. Well, I have a 12th house moon, so.
1: (laughs) You're a little bit on the dark side. And my Mars is in the sixth house, like, completely opposing. They're both at five degrees. Mm-hmm. So, when I was reading this, like, NATO chart that I got done recently, she was saying, like, a lot of conflictions between, like, my emotional needs and my drive to, like, get those things done, you know? Like, yeah. there's a lot of confliction there, which, I mean, I hope
0: this sense. doesn't offend you, but I just had the most intrusive thought about you, mm-hmm. that you have Joker energy, <laughs> like... You are, like, on the edge of losing faith and humanity all and just, like... I do. I have been thinking I'm on the edge of something, so we will see. We'll all find out, myself included. That's such a, like, Virgo and Aquarius dynamic. The Aquarius is just like, no, people good. People good, I swear, people <laughs> good. And the Virgo is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really think that not taking things personally is so important in two major ways. Number one, the small things those little moments that customer that doesn't care about making your life hard that driver that just sucks ass for no reason like Mm. who taught you how to drive like that you know like those moments where you have thoughts like that Mm. i think it's really important to not take those moments personally because those are the moments that sever our connection from the collective consciousness because you lose faith in strangers i don't even know you how could you treat me like this like People who don't know my story or where I'm from are willing to hurt me and, like, bring me pain. But that's the pain we chose. We chose to let them hurt us in that way. How? Oh, my God. Like, who are you talking to? No one's listening. (laughs) Let me stop. Let me stop. I don't want to reveal that I'm not a dog person on a podcast where people are, like, going to hold me accountable for I'll straight up say that I'm not. I'm a cat person. And I know it. I know you're a cat person. I I know I'm, I'm a cat person,
1: too. I mean, I love dogs. I like other people's dogs.
0: Okay, you know what? But then that, let's get into it because I have a lot of thoughts, okay. and I told you That's I had some fine. thoughts about That's this. Fine, yeah. Fuck the taking pe- things personally a tangent <laughs> we were about to go on. Just, just don't do it. That's what I was gonna say. Just don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about cats and dogs. Okay, <laughs> dude, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I mean no personal offense to people who love dogs, or you know, I'm not trying to gas up people who love cats. I'm just saying, here's some thoughts I've been having. Do you know how people always say? Cats teach people consent, Mm. and so cat people are more trustworthy because they understand the language of consent that a cat sets. Yeah. Personally think dogs are the opposite. Mm. Dogs do not care for consent, and not only that, but they are the anxious attachment style. Oh, so I think cats are avoiding attachment style, which yeah. is why I think we resonate with them. We are avoiding <laughs> yeah. attachment styles. And so we resonate with cats. I think most likely people with anxious attachment styles resonate with dogs. And you'll even hear in the way people talk, oh, I'm a dog person because I just like this. This guy's always like so happy when I get home. And I'm like, I'm a cat person because she will spend hours away from me. So when she does come and cuddle me, it feels like extra special, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's just the nature of dogs themselves that I have a really hard time with. And I could just be talking shit about myself right now because I'm an avoidant attachment style. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say this. Like, I feel <laughs> like I this is so controversial. Like, this feels like the most controversial thing I've ever said. <laughs> Cat people versus know, dog people. I know. It's, like, crazy. But, like, I'm not a dog person by any means. And I think people really think I'm so evil for that. It's just so much energy. Like, it's yeah. just so much all the time.
1: I mean to out myself as well. Like I know straight up that I don't have the capacity or what is it? Like self-discipline, self-responsibility to take care of an animal that requires that much attention. Like cats are very independent, mm-hmm. very self-sufficient, like put out food here and there. Dogs have to go outside. I have seasonal depression. There's no yeah. way I'm going outside in the winter time and multiple times a day like Maybe a dog is probably beneficial for me, like, but that's like something that I just can't work with, at least not at this point in my life. Like, I don't feel like I would ever own a dog unless my partner that I live with wants to have a dog that they are 100% responsible for. 110%. I'm yeah. not walking that dog, like, yeah, but you it's know? a trick. So, just to, warn I, you, yeah, because I'm sure. I did have I'm that sure. conversation
0: <laughs> with Katie. Me and Charlie, we go on walks alone. It's freezing outside. Oh, no. yeah, no. I can't. Um, and I'm not somebody that can quite compromise on that, like... You know what gets me the most, and I'm so sorry for saying this, but when you clean a litter box, it's cold, dry shit. Yeah, yeah. You pick up a dog's poop right out the (laughs) oven! It's piping hot, bro! It's warm in your hand! Even with the plastic... I don't trust that those poop plastic bags... No, it makes me sick. Like, when I see Charlie poop, even... If I try to go pick up that thing, I literally start gagging. Like, mm. I'm going to vomit in front of my neighbors one day, and I don't know why I have that reaction. That, we should just edit that out. Hear me out on
1: one more. Actually, let me take this extra controversial for you. I, um, I can make it worse if you'd like. Okay. Um, that dogs are neurotypical and cats are neurodivergent, um, whereas cats... Are the very hottest sensitive. take of the podcast. Are, they're extremely sensitive to all their senses, you know, the sounds. Um, they don't like that, like um, people running at them, you mm-hmm. know, like that what, like abruptness almost. I don't know how to explain it. And, like, I, I, I was actually reading about it because somebody posted that hot take somewhere online. Mm-hmm. I think it was on Twitter. And they were like, the way that they, you know, follow the rules. They are very private. They, you know... You,
0: just cats a couple of close friends dog shit in public they're very loud they they don't care about anything yeah they walk up
1: to people and just talk or whatever you know it's just so much and I think as a neurodivergent person that makes so much sense to me like for me to vibe with an animal who's on my same wavelength you know that needs the same kind of space that I do that is sensitive just like I am so like our environment is almost exactly the same like you know yeah. But a dog would completely throw, like, sh- just shift my life, and I don't even have the space for it either. You guys have the space, at least, but, like. I don't think I could handle that much.
0: Well, I'm glad we took some time today to talk shit about the most beloved <laughs> animal in the animal kingdom on the internet. That was a good idea.
1: I still love dogs. I still think they're beautiful, I still think they're fun, but as long as I can give them back to their owner
0: okay guys i just thought of a really fun game because lisa and i when we talk to each other we'll go on tangents about ourselves for like i mean we've been recording for an hour now so for an hour at least but i wanted to play a little game that i thought could be more like connecting with you guys listening right now just to say like thank you for listening i really appreciate it so much so here i got my tarot deck out some asmr for you yeah. Oh, that looks good. Okay, so here's what I was thinking. We will channel who's listening to this podcast. And we are going to pull a card, and that card is going to represent someone listening, and we're just going to, like, do a little reading for you. And if you're wondering if this works, it does, because I said it did. And that's, <laughs> that's how magic works, obviously. So, like, I know that no one is actively listening to it, but I think... We have the power. You gotta make up fun games with magic, or it doesn't... It's not fun to just do what's already (laughs) happened before. Like, I'm sure someone's done this before, but... Alright. So. The first person. This is the first person. I'm shuffling the deck, and we're tuning in. I think there's a good number of people listening. Some people... I already feel off the bat. Some Mm -hmm. people are listening, like... While they're, like, doing their homework, I got that vibe. Mm. And then right now they're like, oh, shit, how did they know I'm doing my homework? And they're trying to study a little bit harder now that I've said that, but it's not working. I'm going to distract you. <laughs> I'm going to stop you from doing your homework. I'm seeing somebody sitting in some grass somewhere. So I like that. They're listening to me. Just with, like, the nature. Yeah. I appreciate that. You're really focused on us. You're not doing the homework like the other guy. Mm. I'm just kidding. I mean, not roast everybody. Oh, this person. Oh, God. Okay, so I got my first card. Oh, it's the tower. (laughs) Elise, hey, how you doing? Oh, my God. (laughs) She (laughs)
1: was (laughs) literally the first person I thought of in my brain. That's so crazy.
0: Okay, um so sorry to like call you out like this i wasn't thinking we we're gonna do names like <laughs> i thought we were gonna describe people but like this is literally her card she pulls it like every time so Aww. elise is listening to this she's one of my favorite people in the whole world so shout out to elise real quick but really let's get like someone random let's describe their qualities love you elise i think elise is the one doing homework just to guess maybe on little capricorn. the capricorn <laughs> Also I need more friends so if you're hearing me shout my friends out and you're like dang wish you were shouting me out right now I genuinely need friends so please, please. and I come with the package yeah too, yeah so. we were thinking about like making a PowerPoint and putting it on a, a hard drive mm. about like our friendship and like handing it out in public okay so I just got this person who is the two of swords which Aww. is crazy because I literally have this tattoo. Of the two of swords on my arm so I feel like they are connected to me in some way it's a woman in a red dress and she's looking at her reflection in the water There are like little demons on the side of her I honestly do feel like I know who this is because we are connected but like I said I wasn't gonna say names so I'm just gonna describe who I believe this is I think that this is someone who I'm really spiritually connected with. The person who's listening to this has Scorpio placements. Oh. They like listening to my podcast because they see reflection of themselves and me and the things that I say. Mm. And that's what I feel like. I, not to make this all about me, like, mm. I, there are definitely people who are going to be listening because you're on the podcast again. And they're a very guarded person, too. They're yeah. like somebody who... Probably doesn't reach out to you a lot. We haven't communicated in a while. Yeah, yeah,
1: but they are they are connected to you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry that each of these people have been someone I know. Like, (laughs) I'm trying to find like who are the people I'm not aware that are listening. That like we just pulled the death card. This is not somebody you're close with. No, this is someone who like is like being secretive about it. Yeah, like they they don't want me to know that they're listening right now. One hundred percent. I feel like maybe our relationship ended Mm. or maybe, like, this person knows of me in some distant way, whether the distance is in time or we really just don't know each other that well. Mm. But they are hiding in this podcast right now, like, listening, trying to get to know me better, know what's going on in my life. Mm. Um, But I don't get any negative vibes from it. Like, I'm not, like... If you want to just hit me up, I mean, like... (laughs) We did say we're looking
1: for friends. Yeah,
0: so um, if you are hiding and you don't want me to know that you're listening, like, I don't know who you are, but I do know that you are listening. And I just want you to know, like, I don't know why we have distance between us, but it's all good. Um, I'm a very forgiving person. I hope you're a forgiving person, too. So if there is someone out there who'd like to get into contact, I am here. And I have grown a lot, probably since the last time we had any spiritual or physical contact. Dude, I wonder, like, I just, like, love the idea of people just being, like, eyes wide open. Like, holy fuck, (laughs) how did she know? I can't even imagine that this doesn't apply to people. Like, it's so firmly in my belief that, like, we're really spot on with the people that we're connecting with right now.
1: I think in the last episode we talked about when are you the most connected and I feel that it's when I do divination but also when I'm surrounded by another person who's interested in divination Mm -hmm. like that's when I I feel the most connected because I'm like if I wanted to talk about literally anything they would get it and that's like it's like talking to the universe no matter what I say they would get it Mm -hmm. so I think that's the most connected, and what I meant by that is doing this with you, I feel like the most connected. Yeah, I haven't done like tarot in months, and yeah. I'm like, I can only pull for myself, so it's like, when I do this, I, I yeah. just...
0: Well, our intentions are both in the same place, so the portal is a little bit bigger, because yeah. we're both opening the same portal, so mm. it's like, our energies combined. I love that. Yeah. Okay, next card. Next okay, card. so I pulled the Fool. Oh. I love how we're getting a lot of major Arcana cards. Yes. These this are is somebody who's younger, too. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. They're definitely on the young... They're younger than you. hmm Or at least very childlike energy. Like, they yeah. aren't immature, but they're very fun.
0: hmm I don't think I know this person personally. I think that this is someone who is learning a lot about spirituality right now. mm And... I'm really grateful to think that this person might be drawn to my perspective of spirituality because I don't feel like this is somebody who, like looks up to me in a yeah, way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I wanted to get more into like what they're doing right now, like try to like really mm. convince people that this is that okay. it's them. Okay. I feel like this person has headphones on, mm. and they're like like earbuds, AirPods, headphones, whatever, and they're listening right now. And like, I think they have their journal out by them, and they were just like journaling about their feelings. And then they kind of like saw that I had a new podcast episode. And they're like, "Let me see what Sadie has to say."
1: They have their crystals out too. Yeah,
0: like this person is
1: they they they've almost kind of think that your podcast is like a ritual of some sort that they want to listen to for like information. That's what it's.
0: Yeah, feeling like I like that. I also get the feeling that this person hears the podcast like we're all friends like on yeah. a FaceTime call. Yeah. And if you do feel that way, we could just do this call. So just yeah. let me know. But like, <laughs> I do get really good vibes from this person. And that it's not like the other person who is actively hiding from me. This is just like a really open, like, kind person who's beginning their spiritual journey. And if you have any questions, just let me know. Hit me up, you know. I'm here for anybody who has any questions. And I only have my perspective, but if you want it, I am willing to share it. But yeah, um, this person, we haven't really got in contact, but if you wanted to, I'm open to it. You have such good energy. I think we'll do one more. Okay. Wow. So two people we know, two people we don't know. Yeah. Who's the final person? Last like, person. Oh my gosh. I'm, I feel like this is going to be like a big one, like... I don't even know what that means. Like how is it like the big one listening? Oh, wow, there it is. We got the 10 of Swords. Oh. Do you feel pain when you listen to me talk? Like <laughs> why are you listening? No, I think
1: they are going through something rough and listening to your podcast probably brings like just a fresh perspective, yeah. maybe some insight, but that's they're heavy in the shadow work right now. Mm. Like they This person
0: has been like sitting in their bed for a couple of days now like watch this be me (laughs) i'm listening to it and i'm like oh wow Mm -hmm." well we just predict your future self no but really this person is a little bit in like a depression rut and i just hope you know that like it's definitely going to work out the way that you need it to and it may not work out the way you want it to but i don't mean to like get into a reading right now but i just sense a lot of pain coming from this person and it's going to be okay i know That Sometimes that's not what you want to hear but it always is the truth and that's because we're supposed to move through really painful times to know that we could and you can get through what you're going through. So I don't know who's been in a depression rep but it is going to be okay. One thing I like about this picture is that even though there are these mountains and this woman is being stabbed with ten swords, there's light behind the mountains. So, I don't know, someone's really sad right now and I just want you to know that I feel your energy and I hear you and, like, I am here for you even though I don't think that I do communicate with this person. I'm not sure if I know them or not, but I do think we are not communicating right now. And if you would like to reach out, I'm, I can't, like, heal all of your pain, but I can be there with you present in the moment. If you're having a really bad time and you're, like, listening to this podcast right now, I got you. I'm here for you. And if you need a friend, like, let me know. And if
1: it helps, I'm super depressed right now, too. So if you want to sit and do nothing, we can also do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there's no expectations for the healing process. Like, mm-hmm. if you just need someone's energy in your life, I'm here for you. I hope you're not... Gonna stay too sad. I hope this turns it around a little bit for you. I don't wanna like push your boundaries or anything, but maybe like just get up and like take a walk around the house or something and like stretch or even just like stretch in your bed. Like there's yoga you can do in your bed. So Mm -hmm. do something like that. Like crack yourself open a little bit because you will have the energy that you need when you need it. So it's gonna Mm. be okay, buddy. Mm. Maybe that's why it was big because that was the only one I gave a reading to all right well i think that's all we got for this episode (laughs) so thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it hopefully i can do more like interactive activities like that in the future i'd love to like read people who are listening i don't know Mm. but thank you so much for listening it just means a lot to know that like we have these friends that maybe we're not connecting directly like through conversation right now but to know that other people care about what we have to say and just want to be a part of the friendship is really nice So just remember that you are loved and you are safe and that everything is going to be okay. And I will be back in my next episode to provide you with some astrology and comedic relief.